0: I don't want anybody to be caught off guard. So that's why I keep giving you these warnings. We're now less than 10 days away from Valentine's Day. Less than 10 days away. If you have not gotten something special for a special someone, I would love it if you went over to CallieAndJeff.com slash comedy or simply texted the word jokes to 800 434 5454, and you will get links to my Valentine's Day comedy shows that will happen on February 14th and 15th. Would love to see you there, but less than 10 days to go. Oh, and you don't have to be in a relationship. Do you see T Birds planning meetups for singles? Yep. So uh, you don't have to be in a relationship to, to come to the comedy show. Uh, single people, welcome to. Text the word jokes to 800-434-5454, but do it now because they are all about to sell. One of them's already sold out. The other two are about to sell
1: out.
2: The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff.
1: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
0: My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for efficient, productive mornings.
1: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our dogs.
0: Yesterday morning was so smooth and productive, and I needed it because Monday night was a nightmare.
1: I feel like your whole Monday was just not good.
0: The whole Monday got thrown off, started first thing in the morning, just... just. Things did not go to plan, and I tried to be like you know positive and all that about it. But sometimes you just can't, and it just gets frustrating. Monday was a frustrating day, uh, but yesterday morning was perfect because I got so much done, and and looked at the clock at like eleven a.m. and said, "Oh my gosh, I've answered so many emails, run so many errands, done so many things." I felt very very productive. Do
1: you think it's because you woke up so early? Yes. Do you think maybe you should start setting an alarm to wake up earlier?
0: Yes. I actually thought of that. Like I'm probably I am probably going to get back in the routine of getting out, getting up at between 5 and 6.
1: So I get up when um, I get Jeff up when I leave the house cuz he walks me to my car in the mornings and then he usually goes back to bed and then yesterday morning I had to call him and wake him up because I listened to our show on my way to work. And if there's anything off with it or I don't know, I just want to make sure that it works and people can hear it. And we had an audio um, little something that needed to be fixed. So I had to call and wake him up. And that was at what, like 430. And then he never no, went back it was to like, sleep. It was
0: like 408. It was two minutes after you got in the car.
1: Oh, well, whatever. I mean, it was four. It was four in the morning.
0: Yeah. Super,
1: um, early. super early. And then poor Jeff couldn't go back to sleep, but he says he's had a productive day.
0: The, um, the night before Monday night was my mindfulness class and I, Monday was just a frustrating day. So I was very much looking forward to going to, uh, my, my mindfulness based stress reduction class. And as I'm getting ready to leave, uh, we hear helicopters overhead and realize that this gas main break that happened earlier that afternoon was obviously still going on because they were like the, the news choppers, you know, reporting for the five o'clock news.
1: And it's getting into Atlanta rush hour time, which is really like after 4 p.m. Like there's no such thing as five or five thirty rush hour. I mean, it starts at four. It ends at seven. That's just the way it is around here.
0: The class is 45 minutes away. It starts at 6. I left at 5. At 6, I was still 22 minutes away. Oof. At 6.15, somehow, I was still like 11 minutes away. And at 6.20, I just turned around. because so not. are gonna- you
1: going to be nervous to go back next week?
0: No, because the instructor... It it says she records every class. And if we ever miss one, just email her and she'll send us that. And then I got all of the notes so I know what my homework is and stuff.
1: Did you get your homework from week one done?
0: Uh, Most of it. I had to do a meditation, like a body scan every single day. And I did, I think I did four out of the six.
1: Okay. Where did you do it? Where? Yeah.
0: At the, here at the house.
1: No, I know, but she said not in bed, and not on the like couch. So.
0: Oh, I did it on the floor. I did it on this rug, and I did it. I did it like for five minutes on that terrible jute rug in that room, <laughs> which is an awful place to try to be flat. So,
1: did you find yourself getting into it at all? Or Were you like, oh my gosh, please make this go away?
0: Um, it depended on the day, and it happened. It was different minute to minute because once, like my mind starts going to all the other things that I could be doing. But I'm really committed to sticking through this for the eight weeks. So I was able to bring myself back in.
1: What was your other homework?
0: Uh, that was it. Oh, oh okay. and, then, and then have a mindful meal, which uh, I did not do. What does that mean? Where you eat alone and you think of every... Bite that you're taking, and you think of the texture of the food, and the sound of the food, oh, okay. and the scent of the food. Um, she told a funny story of somebody who chose for their mindful meal one week a salad. This woman worked in an office, and every day for lunch she would go down to the you know building restaurant, yeah, and buy this you know pre made five dollar salad, mm-hmm. come upstairs, put dressing on it, eat it. And she said, "I've had that salad every day." for the past probably five years. And while she was doing her mindful eating, she realized that like the lettuce was flavorless. The croutons were not crunchy. That's
1: funny. The, she's the, like, I actually hate this salad. the salad.
0: Yep. The cucumbers were <laughs> soggy. The carrots didn't taste right. And she's like, I'm never going to eat this again.
1: That's so funny. Um, so you got to do that this week. And then what else? Like, what are their assignments? I haven't have read.
0: Been? I haven't read the whole oh, thing okay. yet. There's um, a walking meditation. So I like, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I haven't read the instructions on how to do it yet. Uh, I, but last night I will say if you live in North Georgia or Atlanta and got a chance to be outside at six 30 and see the oh sky, my gosh,
1: it was so beautiful.
0: It was so amazing. And in the spirit of being mindful and in the moment and present part of me, Wanted to pull off into a parking lot and take a picture of the sky for Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I'm just going to enjoy it. Good for you. While I'm driving, because I at, at one point it was to, to my left and then at some, I was Doing all the city streets, and then I was driving right into it for a minute, and then it was just—I was like, "I'm just gonna enjoy it." So
1: good for you! I'm proud yeah, of
0: you. Yeah, I felt really—I felt really good about that. So I'll keep you updated on my homework as I get it, as I do it. Dunkaroos is the cookie yet, John? For as much frosting as you want. So how do you do your Dunkaroos? It's super duper deep dunk. Mm. Yeah
1: dunkaroo with as much chocolate or vanilla frosting as you want. Mm. So, how do you do your dunkaroos? Now I am excited because we're not teasing you, dunkaroos are coming back. And if you were born mid-80s and you were like a 90s kid, can I get an amen on this?
0: People are so excited about the ro- I didn't even know they went away. Why did they go away?
1: Uh, I don't know, but they were like the it food when I was a kid. Um, and they're coming back with a flavor. I think it said like rainbow sprinkle frosting and vanilla cookies, which is like, whatever, like bring back the chocolate cookies with the vanilla frosting. Cause everyone knows that's the best one. Anyways, I'm really excited about that. That was like a lunchbox dream to open your lunchbox. And there are the... T-
0: don't you think that this is just like a test to see if people will take to them with the same passion that they had in the mid 90s and if they do then they'll be back permanently?
1: I don't know, but I do know that I was on a group text with my best friends and You're on
0: a group text about Dunkaroos? Yes,
1: and we decided whoever sees them at the grocery store first has to buy the whole lot and then we'll distribute them to the other Friends.
0: So you're going to buy, somebody's going to buy a whole half shelf full of Dunkaroos? Yes. Okay, perfect. Duh. You're not the only one excited about food. I saw this commercial pop up during the Super Bowl and was like, yes.
1: Are you tired of pretzels not being Pop-Tarts toaster pastries? Are you strugs to snack? Oh. Oh. Pop-Tarts fix that for you. Fix that for you. From ho-hum to so Yum. Pop-Tarts pretzel is the perfect combo of sweet and salty, filled with cinnamony sugar. All in a revolutionary toaster-ready shape. It's a pretzel, but better because it's from Pop-Tarts. Let them change your life. That sounds really gross.
0: No, it, oh my gosh, it sounds (laughs) so good. The salty crunch of a pretzel with a sweet cinnamon flavor.
1: No, I am, I am, no, I am OG about my Pop-Tarts. Strawberry frosted Pop-Tarts is the only way to go.
0: Brown sugar, cinnamon, or s'mores?
1: S'mores is good too. I do love a good s'mores, but the s'mores have to be heated and I would never heat my strawberry Pop-Tart.
0: You can. Yeah. There's some camps on the pop tarts. Like people are like, I can't believe you eat them raw. Like they're not raw. You just haven't heated them in the toaster.
1: Right? Yeah. I don't like my strawberry pop tarts toasted. You know, what's funny. There's someone in my office that eats strawberry pop tart, or I think it's strawberry, some sort of pop tart every single day for breakfast. And I'm like, how do you not fall asleep at your job?
0: Why would they fall asleep?
1: Oh my gosh. If I eat a whole if I ate two Pop-Tarts for breakfast, I would be sleeping in the corner.
0: Oh, because the sugar?
1: Yeah. Some people
0: aren't affected by that.
1: I also see people that get the huge venti drinks at Starbucks with like extra whipped cream and like all those toppings. And I'm like, seriously, how are you awake?
0: Well, that's because there's probably also eight shots of espresso oh my gosh. in there.
1: Oh, it makes me tired thinking about it.
0: But I used to work with people who would, when donuts would get delivered and stuff, like they would eat three donuts, like three do glazed anything. frosted donuts. And I'm like, and, and I don't, I don't think I get that affected by food, but I would, I mean, these people would eat the donuts as their breakfast and still be alive at 11 AM. Like when you get up that early, if you eat that much sugar,
1: I sugar crash so hard. Yeah. And I think it's only gotten worse since I've changed my diet. Like the past probably three or four years, I've been eating way healthier than I used to cuz I can't get away with eating whatever I want anymore and I since since I first changed and switched over to healthy eating now whenever I eat anything that's too sweet um it makes me fall asleep so easily.
0: While we're on the subject of food, I have an observation about some stuff that you have in the fridge right now. Yes. And I want to know if it's just me or if it's, if, if you have experienced this is okay. Well. but for whatever reason, all of the carbonated sparkling drinks that we have in our fridge, cause we don't have any soda in our house. It's all
1: sparkling water, sparkling water, mm-hmm. like with
0: flavors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All we have in the house right now is orange. So you must be on an orange. That's cake. not true. Yeah, it is.
1: One of them's peach.
0: Oh, I didn't see the peach one, but there's orange Dasani and there's orange bubbly stuff.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, nope. there's a, yes. There's white peach Dasani. Yeah. There's orange bubbly and that's it.
0: I swear there's an orange Dasani in there.
1: There's literally not.
0: There has to be. I don't
1: even know if they make orange Dasani. They have blood orange, but yeah. I didn't buy that. Hmm. All right. I don't know. So what's your question?
0: Well, my question is I have noticed there must've been a blood orange one in there because I noticed it with the Dasani and with the bubbly.
1: Um. Did you drink it? Are you into the orange flavor?
0: Well, the problem is it makes me gassier than other flavors. Like the black cherry. That's weird. Doesn't get me super burpy. Like.
1: You mean it's just like more heavily carbonated. Like it makes to- you want to burp.
0: The Topo Chico, mm-hmm. the plain and the lime. Oh, Topo Chico is so good. Which is like super carbonated. You got to get a, like, I get a little like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, pardon me. But like. The orange flavored stuff, like with every step, I feel like I'm gonna burp or toot. It's <laughs> so bad, like to the point where I don't know if I can drink orange carbonated stuff.
1: Well, maybe you shouldn't and leave it to me. Cause I did notice when I was getting ready for work yesterday that I went to go grab my orange sparkling water. Cause I use sparkling water in the morning to help wake me up. And I don't know if it does anything, but I'm convinced it it helps me wake up.
0: Probably because it fills you with gas. (laughs) No. So you fart yourself awake.
1: (laughs) No, that's just you. Um, but I did notice when I went, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get my orange drink. And then it was gone. There was none in there, none cold.
0: Uh, I wouldn't have drank it mm-hmm. if you set it on top of your lunch.
1: But I didn't have a chance to because it was drank before I set it on top of my lunch.
0: When were you going to set it on top of your lunch?
1: In the morning when I left for work because I didn't That's, prep my lunch.
0: Right. So it's <laughs> like my fault. I wouldn't drink it if it was where it was supposed to be. Well, I I am But going, you didn't restock. I didn't know I had to.
1: Yeah. When you take the last of something in the bridge. Oh my God. Common courtesy. That's
0: not why I brought it up. I was just saying I was burpy and I think you're defu- you're deflecting. Because it makes you burpy, too, you just don't want to admit it. It
1: really does not.
0: It doesn't make you any more gassy than the other flavors.
1: No. Huh. I think we should change topics.
0: I, why, I, my mission this week is to be super confident about my professional abilities. I feel like over the past week, like I've turned a corner and I'm like, now just realize that I'm good at what I do. And yeah. I, I have been good, and I'm talented, and I don't have to apologize for it. I don't have to act like I'm not. I don't let, have to let other people have the spotlight. Like, I can be good at what I do, and part of the reason that I should be confident about that is because that opens the door to be being helpful to other people who, what could, you love. who could benefit from what I'm good at. Yes, what right? you love. So... I want to tell the story. I was thinking about my very first job in radio, my first real job, and what a big deal it was and how I made it happen. And I don't even know if you know this story. Callie. I don't think
1: I do. All I know is that you were in Syracuse. Yes. Working for the college station. Yep. And then I know you worked in like Philly, Boston, um,
0: Boston was the first city I went to. So Boston at the time was radio market number 10. And Syracuse at the time was like radio market number 70. So oh, so
1: this was a huge deal. This is
0: a huge leap, But I wasn't even working at radio in radio at the time. So here's how I made it happen at age 18 or 19. Here's the confidence that I had back then, which I still think I have. I just need to... I just need to be more extroverted about it. Okay. Okay. So I w- originally started working in radio. Uh, in, t- honestly, t- I tell the story all the time. People are like, is that a joke? It's not. I, I started working at the college radio station at Syracuse University in order to meet a girl. Like I went to the, <laughs> the fair or the thing, you know, where they're like, here's all the organizations. And like, college Democrats are over here and, you know, volleyball, intramural volleyballs over Mm -hmm. here and all this stuff and, and all these organizations. And one of them was the college radio station and the girl working at that booth was the hottest girl of all the representatives. So I went and talked to her and she convinced me to sign up for the college radio station. And I did. And when everybody went home for the summer, I lived in Syracuse, so me and about a dozen other people ran this radio station all summer, June, July, most of August, mm-hmm. and it was awesome, and I loved it, and I never left, and from there, I got a job at a tiny little radio station in uh, Utica, New York, which is just down the road from, from Syracuse, and that station, I mean, it paid me... I think nine thousand dollars a year, plus a free apartment, which wasn't really an apartment. It was an empty office in an office building above a bar, (laughs) but it was fine because I was getting to do radio. And that job, I learned a ton while I was there. But that job was just terrible. Like I just I ended up moving, quitting that job, and moving back to Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And I started working an office job. And went out to Boston to visit some old college friends who lived out there. And while I was there, I met this guy named Baltazar. And he was the brand new morning show host at a radio station called Jammin' 94.5. Mm-hmm. And I shook his hand and congratulated him. And he was, you know, we had mutual friends. And so we, we talked for a few minutes and that was that. But I went back to my office job and said, I want to be Baltazar's producer. So I started writing show bits and show content and show ideas for him, and I went through my notes at home and I dug out all this stuff and I sent him a packet. I can, st- I know, can even remember the office building that had the FedEx drum in front of it, uh-huh. where I went and dropped this packet of stuff in, and I sent it out to him. And a few days later, my phone rang and it was the program director of the radio station in Boston sitting in the office with Baltazar asking if I could come out and talk to them about a job.
1: Oh my gosh. And
0: I said I sure can and and it was just a few days later I drove out there. I slept on Baltazar's couch because it was a you know entry level position and mm-hmm. he, had, he had no clout, he had just started there and ended up getting hired to be his producer for $16,000 a year in Boston,
1: which you're like life made
0: life made. Yeah. I also worked part-time at a bar as a DJ. I worked with some dude helping him DJ like bar mitzvahs. I worked at a gas station Like on the weekends, like a full-service gas station, Mm -hmm. like in a rich part of town. I did all of those part-time jobs just to survive. And I lived in Boston for like a year and a half or two years working in Boston. And then at a radio convention, met the guy who would eventually hire me away in Tucson. That's awesome. But I made it happen. Like, there was no part of me who's like, oh, this guy doesn't want to need to, you know, doesn't need to hear, you know, hear from me. I only worked in Utica, New York, and I, and I quit that job.
1: Which is like Jeff of last month.
0: Yes. Like, that's what, that's the Jeff. I don't know where that came from, but no part of me was like, he doesn't want, I don't want to bother him. Like no part of me was like that. It was 100%. You're like,
1: I want to work for that guy. I'm going to go get that.
0: I'm going to get that job. And like, I remember, like, I remember the feelings of driving out there, like with no doubt, like I'm going to get that job.
1: I did that with my college choice Maybe. and my high school choice. Um, I applied to new schools going into middle school. And I really wanted to go to the school that I wound up going to. And I walked straight up to the admissions guy and said, hi, my name is Callie Riggs and I'm going to your school. Oh, and awesome. he's like, are you really? Okay. And that was the first time I ever met him. And I think my mom was like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? And then when I went to college, I made up my mind about the school I wanted to go to. I'm like, I'm going there. And I flat out told them that in the interview. I'm like, oh, I'm coming to school here. Like, didn't it, there was not a doubt in my mind. I don't even remember being nervous. It was just like, yep, I'm doing this. And then somewhere along the way we get wrapped up in our heads or I don't know.
0: I don't know where like in retrospect as I'm kind of doing this self-analysis to figure out where the confidence went and why all of a sudden it feels like it's back, but I don't know where along the way anything would have happened to Oh, I do. To make me change. I do. You do? Yes. Where you only know me for the past six years or so, and it was gone long before then.
1: You think so? Yeah. Because I think that you, I think that Star ninety four was a really was really bad for your self esteem because that was the first time I think. Because even when you were over at Q one hundred, like you were still really confident about your abilities and what you brought to the table
0: yeah but and
1: at star, you were literally put down every single day in every direction. and I honestly, I think that's when it happened. I think that
0: might have been like the what pushed it over. but I think even going into it, like when I think of stuff like just like negotiations that I had with or things that happened that at 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 that rate at Q 100 where I was like eighteen year old, in retrospect, I would have just been like no. That's not what you said. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the way this is going to go. I mean, I I guess I think maybe more of it did happen in the past five or six years. than Maybe
1: it's influence from other people. It 100% is. Because when you're successful in radio, you get an agent. And at some points, like the agent is in your ear going, well, you don't want to ask for that because of this, or you don't want to like, it becomes this kind of like game playing instead of like, hey, this is what I want or no, like absolutely not. And I really, I really do think, I mean, for three years, you were told almost every single day that no, yeah, like that your ideas weren't valuable, that your opinion wasn't wanted, that you weren't a good person. Like how could that not impact you and the way that you see yourself?
0: So you feel like there's a drastic difference between me pre... Star. Because remember... You
1: were confident enough to leave Q and go and start your own show. That's how confident you were.
0: Right. And... I also like, this is part of the whole thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is cool. Like, and and I'm not saying, I hope nobody thinks that I'm saying this or telling this story as a way to like toot my own horn. I want us, all of us collectively to own our worth. Yes. Like I want every single person who is hearing me rediscover like wait a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm good at what I do. I want you to have that same journey because I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in other people's opinion of you.
1: That so you don't even realize how you, wrapped
0: up you are. And you don't even realize it, but like, let's not forget that when I got to star, and it, this is easy for me to forget, but like when I got to star in March of 2016, by October of that year, six months later, Um, we were number one in our demographic,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like in our target demographic and a couple other demographics, like either number one or tied for number one, like inside of six months. And, and here's, this is part of my thing is like, what I have to re-remember is, and you know what that six months represents when I was calling the shots, mm-hmm. like when I was able to make the decisions and do everything. And then there were a whole bunch of circumstances that happened, um, that caused other people management to freak out and reevaluate like where we were because we started to slip from number one. So rather than just kind of steal it, steering through that, they adjusted things 180 degrees. And I remember, see? But the
1: but the attitude was, don't make ruffles. Don't make waves. Be quiet. And I think, don't be a bother. Don't be a nuisance. That was what you were told. And when you're told that enough, you kind of feel like, oh, well, everyone thinks that I should be quiet and everyone thinks I should keep my opinion to myself or that I shouldn't fight for what I know is right. And I think that when you're around that and you're when you're in an environment where people are constantly saying you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, anybody will it will wear on you. And I don't think you realize it because when you're in that environment and multiple people are saying it to you That feels like, oh, well, everyone's saying this to me, so it must be true. So
0: they must be right. But But it's
1: everyone in that environment. It's not everyone ever.
0: Majority rules. Right. Right. So, so yes. So I am over the next few days, like I am, I am re-remembering. Is that a word? You're recovering. I am recovering like these memories of, and, and this, this experience of being good at what I do and being confident at what I do, not because I'm trying to toot my own horn, but because I want us all to do that. Mm -hmm. So hopefully me doing it is inspiring you to do it as well, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And it's not
1: a false sense of confidence. Like don't just be like, I think I'm good at this. So I'm just going to say that I'm good at this, but really what are your talents? Like evaluate what your talents are. And this is the time of year where people are doing reviews at work and you know, reviews also are like, I have mine coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, there are two ways street and it's your time to go in there and say, Hey, this is what I have. This is the value I have provided right in the past year. And I think that you should do that. I used to be so terrified.
0: It's not you're lucky to have me. It's we're lucky to know each other.
1: Yes, here's what I provide and also I'm really happy here, but what it isn't is review when we're talking about reviews. If anybody is going into a review, remember, it's a two-way street. It's not just so your boss to te- for them to tell you, right. "Oh, you're good at this and you're horrible at this," but you have a voice. Say what you are good at and what your value is and what you brought to the table.
0: Right. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think I didn't realize it was review season. So I think I'll have my, um, I'll be ready to go like on Friday's episode, or if not Friday, Monday, where like, I'm going to like tell my story and I'm going to own it unapologetically.
1: Ooh, that makes me anxious. (laughs) Why didn't see that doesn't help. No, I know. But I'm just like, I think this is the problem. The problem is that we get so nervous about saying, hey, this is what I've done. And these are my qualifications and I'm good at it. So that's what we're getting to.
0: I'm just going to state facts. Do it. They're just going to be facts that I know. All right. We need to say thank you to a couple of people who have made today's episode of The Upside very possible.
1: When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding literally owns it. Every sleep solution is American-made in their very own state-of-the-art factory in Phoenix, Arizona, where they custom craft a mattress just for you. Two brothers, John and Rob Merwin, started 25 years ago as master craftsmen, learning everything there is to know about building a quality mattress. We've been sleeping on the Elite Spartan by Brooklyn Bedding, featuring individually encased coils and proprietary comfort foams with a Smart Fabric cover cover. What makes the Spartan so advanced? It absorbs your body heat and transforms it into far infrared rays of energy emitted back to you for a more restorative sleep. The Spartan also features Titan Cool, which responds to individual body temperature to give you the perfect sleep environment. I used to sleep so hot that Jeff would compare me to a space heater when I sleep. And he noticed that I have not had that problem since we've been sleeping on this mattress. If you're looking for the best sleep ever at a factory direct prices, go to brooklynbedding.com. Mattresses start at just $4.99. You'll save 20%, 25%, excuse me, off every order with the promo code upside 25. That's brooklynbedding.com. American owned and American made. They own the sleep solution because they own the factory.
0: Is there anything worse than getting all set and ready to work out and you are off and running and then all of a sudden you realize that your sock has slipped down past your shoe and it's about to pop underneath your heel? You've got to stop and fix your sock? That is enough to make anybody quit, but bombas takes care of that problem they are designed with left right contouring and a y stitched heel so they will stay perfectly in place if part of your 2020 plan is working out don't get derailed by subpar workout gear. Make sure you're set up for success with Bombas. And just to make you feel good, know this. The number one requested item in homeless shelters is socks. And Bombas is giving a pair to someone in need for every pair that you buy. Get 20% off your order today by going to bombas.com upside. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com upside for 20% off your purchase today.
1: A couple of months ago, a girlfriend was telling me that she found the best bra ever. When I asked her what it was, she said it was Third Love. She was wearing the 24-7 classic t-shirt bra and told me I had to order one immediately. So I did. I loved it. And now they're an advertiser on our show, and I couldn't be happier to talk about this company. Not only do they have bras in over 80 sizes, but if you order your bra and you live in it and you wash it, you wear it, you decide you don't like it, you can return it within 60 days and they will give it to another woman in need. It is so upsidey, and I love that. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 15% off today.
0: Callie's addiction to crime podcasts and crime TV shows is no secret. And it's not unlike a lot of women.
1: And I'm not sorry.
0: You will binge watch a Law & Order SVU yes. or a Dateline NBC mm-hmm. or a, like the First 48 or what was that one that used to be on super early in the morning? It was on HLN. Oh, forensic Files. Forensic Files. Mm-hmm. You would watch that or you'll listen to Crime Junkies if you're cleaning the house or something and your headphones. And I prefer
1: True Crime.
0: Yeah, True Crime, which is so ridiculous, but a study has been done about why women like true crime shows. Tell
1: me. And by because, the way, um, Law & Order is not true crime.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, good point. Uh, murder & Mystery. Um, listeners, tune into stories of crime and death and drama in droves with women leading the way. Okay? The listening of that genre has increased 16% among women just in the last year. The reason why... According to social psychologist, Amanda Vickery, she is an associate professor of psychology, so she knows things, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, She says that women are drawn to true crime because the information they can learn from it, even if that's not the reason they're aware that they're listening. In her research, women compared to men are more likely to be drawn to true crime stories in which they knew they were going to learn about the psychology behind the killer in a way mm. to perhaps protect themselves from something similar in the future. Oh, okay. Yep.
1: So it's like kind of primal.
0: Yes. So you're, you are creating an environment of safety. Yeah. So you're actually learning uh, a couple other things related to crime podcasts. Um, first, are you familiar with my favorite murder? Have you listened to that at all? I
1: have not listened to it, okay. but I have heard of it.
0: All right. It's um, one of the most popular crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you this so that we can dream big. My favorite murder in 2019 made $15 million. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to- toasted by two women. That's insane. 1 5 comma 0 comma 0, zero, zero. Wow. Uh, Crime Junkies is Callie's favorite. We have a question.
2: Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Lisa down in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida really obsessed with you guys I love the upside I love everything about it like every sentence I say I feel starts with oh my gosh this podcast I listen to but Kelly I have a question about crime junkies because now I've listened to all the episodes of the upside and I have to listen to something else when I can't listen to the upside and I'm just trying to understand exactly what crime junkies is because I've listened to a few episodes but it seems like the crimes don't necessarily get solved so they're just talking about like these Random crimes. Maybe one day you could just deliver a little bit more information about exactly what the Crime Junkie podcast is. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. Love you.
0: So, Crime Junkies just talks about crimes that are still open cases?
1: Sometimes. And their goal is to, they are really into victim um, advocacy and advocacy for the families of crime victims. So, they actually really like underreported crimes. And to tell people and raise awareness about crimes that maybe nobody's heard of. So while there is entertainment value, sometimes it's to, hey to spread the word about this case that no one knows about, but someone lost their life and there's a family trying to figure out what happened. So yeah, no, there's not always resolution.
0: Do do they do updates though? Like, will you ever, if an update happens, they will,
1: um, they'll do, I don't know if they do it on their regular feed. I'm a member of their fan club, so I see it. Um, and sometimes they'll do updates, but, uh, yeah, they do a mix. So they have some that are murder, some that are serial killers, some that are, um, missing people, some that are wanted people, uh, but all of them are fascinating.
0: The, um, uh, the call about crime junkies made me realize that it's time for petty crime junkies to come back.
1: You want to do petty crime junkie again?
0: Yes. I want to give the people what they want and they've asked for it. So now
1: can you recap as to what petty crime junkie is for anyone that has not listened to every episode of the upside?
0: Sure. Crime junkies is a podcast about, Murder and terror kidnappings and just terrible things that that have happened to society. Petty crime junkie is the same thing. The stories told, but about things you would read about on your next door app or <laughs> in the you know police section of a small town newspaper. But we'll really dive in to why Mrs. Clark refuses to bring her garbage cans in after 9 a.m. And get
1: excited because Jeff has theme music.
0: If Yeah. I'm not going to do this without theme music. So tomorrow morning on the show, Petty Crime Junkies comes back to The Upside.
2: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.
0: If you're listening to this on the day of release, it is a Wednesday. And here's a fun fact. Wednesday is the best day to weigh yourself. Why? Uh, they said, uh, the study that I read said, uh, most people indulge on the weekends, but not just with food, but also alcohol mm-hmm. and higher sodium foods. So it takes your body about 48 hours to fully recover from that. So your way in on Monday or Tuesday might not be as accurate as the one on Wednesday. So interesting Wednesday is your best day Wednesday morning specifically is your best day to weigh in well there you go hey it's Mike from Colorado Springs I uh, just want to let you guys know that trying to be uh, more gracious and think in gratitude I've been working on my road rage that's my one thing that I need help with and I've been looking at driving
2: to work as trying to find three people that I can let merge instead of them pushing their way in. And it really helps me not be upset by the time I get to work driving through downtown traffic. Um, keep, Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Bye.
0: CBD is everywhere and you've got to get quality stuff or it's not going to work for you. Sure, anybody can advertise that they have CBD, but it might not be quality stuff. Hemp Fusion takes care of that for you because they take high quality CBD and they blend it with other natural ingredients in order to attack whatever it is you are trying to deal with, whether it's stress, sleep, or energy, Hemp Fusion does that. That with CBD plus omegas, plus terpenes, plus other natural ingredients in a way that you will see results. Don't take my word for it, though. Try Hemp Fusion for yourself. Go to hempfusion.com, use the promo code UPSIDE, you'll get 20% off your first order, plus free shipping. Hempfusion.com, promo code is UPSIDE.
2: Hey, Kelly and Jeff. It's Katie from Jackson, Georgia. Um, I had to pause the show today to let you know that I absolutely love hearing Lily and Sadie's little collars when they shake in the background. It just makes my day. I just wanted to call and tell you that and keep up the good work. I love listening to you guys every single morning on the way to work. And if I can't finish it at work and sneak my AirPods in and listen. Y'all have a great day. Love you. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Becky from Charlotte. Um, just had to pause today's episode to share a fun fact with you, i.e. area codes. Uh, we just got my mom added to our cell phone plan, and when we were getting a phone number from her, for her, the guy was like, okay, what area code do you want? And I was like, wait a minute, you mean I can choose? And he goes, yeah, we've got Las Vegas, we've got Charlotte. Um, So I was just blown away that you can choose what area code you want. I mean, assuming that the number is available. But even if I had never been to California, I could choose a California area code. Um, So, yeah, fun fact. That's all. Love you guys. Keep it up. Bye. Hey guys, it's Annie from Orlando. I just wanted to call um talking about the children going into debt and things like that for um lunches. So you were talking about summer and how, you know, some of these kids are going to not have any food during summer and that would be a real big struggle for them. Um in our school district, we have the cafeteria lunch people set up at various schools during the summer. And they serve hot meals for any school-aged child. Um, all they have to do is show up, and then it's free. Um, so that's just something wonderful that our district is able to provide for those kids who need food. Anyway, have a great day. Keep doing what you're doing. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Heather from Nashville. I was just calling to tell you that one day I'm going to win a Grammy for writing a song that kisses hearts around the world. So there. I called to tell you guys that. It's now online, and I've put it out in the universe. Anyways, I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, and I can't wait to meet you in Nashville. Okay, ciao. Hey, Jeff and Callie, this is Amy. Just wanted to say that I really am enjoying the ending for February. TC, what you're saying is so correct. Hope you guys have a good day. I'm truly thankful that we're all here
0: and if you just started your journey here welcome aboard and enjoy the ride no matter where you're at in life be it a high or low it's always better when you're looking to it from the upside